Welcome to Geared Up on GeekWire. I'm Todd Bishop from GeekWire.com in Seattle. Andrew Edwards is off this week, but I'm pleased to be joined in the studio by our residence sports tech expert, Taylor Soper. It's great to have you here, Taylor. Happy to be here. Thanks, Todd. Absolutely. So you will find out later on in the show exactly why we have Taylor on. He <laughs> has been covering this new device, this these game balls that we're going to be trying out later on that sort of tie into the whole sports tech, but also a little bit of video games. They're Bluetooth connected balls that we're going to be trying out later on in the show. But first, I want to dive in with some of the big news of the week. And this is where you're a bit of a misfit, Andrew, because this is <laughs> wow. where you're- <laughs> I really am a misfit, apparently. <laughs> this is where you're a bit of a misfit, Taylor, because you actually are a hardcore Android user. Since day one, baby. Since day one? <laughs> Since yeah. you got your first I had smartphone? The, I had the first Google phone. The slider, they had a slider and a keyboard, my favorite phone of all time. But yeah, I've been Android through and through. So the first news item I wanted to talk about was the iPhone ten. Because that is coming up. It's going to be available for pre-order very soon. Apple actually announced this week uh, that there will be iPhone 10 devices available for walk-in customers on launch day. Pre-orders begin on Friday, October 27th, and they actually launch on November 3rd. And for the first time in a while, there's going to be a real reason for people to line up. It's the traditional lines yeah. <laughs> outside the Apple Store. Are you ready for this? I can't wait to go down there and interview some people. I think we we did that back in like 2012 or 13. They don't, you know, they don't. There aren't as many lines anymore, but they're back. So absolutely. So they're going to be doing that. Um, the iPhone 10, of course, is the new flagship phone. Costs about a thousand dollars to start. I think it'll be interesting to see how many people actually line up for this thing, given the premium price. Of course, you've got the hardcore fanatics that are out there. And I'm actually thinking of being one of them. I'm, I'm thinking of jumping on into the pre-orders, which start uh, just a little bit after midnight on Friday, October 27th, just to, to see if I can get in on the iPhone 10 game. Are you doing that just, just, just more for reporting and experience, no. or do you actually want this Device. I do. So I've got the iPhone 6S Plus. Okay. And I've been debating, do I jump to the iPhone 8, you know, completely skip the iPhone 7, go to the iPhone 8, or do I, do I go to the iPhone 10? And I've pretty much decided I'm going to go premium, premium, upper, high end, the highest level of storage, get, get the iPhone 10 and just bake it into my cell phone bill. So do you think that's smart or what? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, so now there's the 8 and then the 8 plus, right? Yes. And then now also the 10, 10, which is, there's no 10 plus, there's just 10. Correct. I don't know. I mean, I, I've always, I'm not an Apple hater by any means, and I, but I do like my Android device and everything that they've announced for the iPhone 10 and, and per usual for Apple, it, they act like it's, they're the first to do all these features where face recognition to open your phone, Android's had that with the Samsung Galaxy. Um, all these different things that they've announced, you know, the, the removal of the bezels from the screen, Samsung had that before. So it's like, what are you really paying more for at this point? I mean, that's kind of always been Apple's MO, though, I feel, ever yeah. since maybe the iPhone like 5 or something. Well, and you could argue that the original iPhone was essentially just reinventing the smartphone. And so they've been following in some ways all, all along. But of course, you know, this is the company that sets the tone when Apple comes out with it. And wireless charging would be another great example. That's something that Android has had for quite a while and Apple is just coming out with now. So Apple, though, is the company that can popularize things, that really brings them into the mainstream. But maybe that's coming to an end. I mean, even yesterday, I think Steve Wozniak 
co-founder of Apple even said himself that this is the first time he's actually doesn't feel like upgrading because he said he was quoted as saying the iPhone it's just like the iPhone 8 which is just like the iPhone 7 which was just like the iPhone 6 so that's kind of damning coming from a guy like Waz um, that's why you got to go for the iPhone 10 <laughs> because it is it is the whole new experience you know without the bezels and th- to me the real advantage and the reason I'm thinking of going for the 10 versus for example the 8 plus is the fact that the device itself is smaller, but the screen is larger. And again, that's not new. I, I get what you're saying with the whole Galaxy line, but for me, that's the big selling point. Yeah, and if you've bought iPhones all along, it makes sense to go for that. And I highly recommend. It. I love having, you know, as you said, the bigger screen without you know sacrificing size more or less for the phone itself and keeping it you know rather reasonable. So well, I'm excited to see what, what, how, how you like it. Yeah, absolutely. So just to recap on that, the iPhone 10 will go on sale in more than 55 countries and territories on Friday, November 3rd. Pre-orders begin on Friday, October 27th. And Apple is saying for the first time this week that they will have iPhone 10 available for walk-in customers, for people who get there. Uh, and of course, so that means that there will be lines. And it's interesting in part because there have been questions about how many they would be able to produce. So Clearly, they have at least enough to satisfy what they believe will be the pre-order demand, plus some to get in for the people who walk in. So that's the iPhone 10. Yeah, I can't wait to go down there, do some reporting, go see How you. How do you know talk- you're going to get stuck with that assignment? Not stuck. Aren't you no. too senior for that assignment? No, I was no. just thinking about this. My first video ever was with you outside of the University uh, Village Apple Store in Seattle, and we brought like a a Windows tablet, oh my and God, we, that was we great. camped out outside, and we asked Apple customers as they walked out, would they be interested or purchase this Microsoft device? And it was it was awesome. It was a great concept <laughs> for a video. I can't remember if it was great in execution or whether the folks, but basically they, people were rocking out with their iPads, and we said, can we convince you to have some buyer's remorse? Here's <laughs> here's a Microsoft tablet. Yeah. I don't Was it even the Surface at that point? No, it was like an Acer yeah. product or something. like With Windows, probably running like Windows 8 or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was <laughs> really fun and um of course it generated a lot of comments from is, is that the time we got kicked out of university village or one was of that the a different maybe. time <laughs> one of the times maybe <laughs> um but maybe we'll have to do this again and maybe i'll bring my uh, galaxy sa plus and you know ask people or we can bring like a windows phone or something i don't even know but it is fun to ask apple customers you know would you be willing to try this other product because i've actually heard even our colleague monica nicholsberg who's been iphone all the way has been giving some thought to going to android Interesting. Maybe you could stand outside in the line with people who are going to buy the iPhone 10 and show them like the Galaxy Note or the Galaxy Edge or whatever and, and try and convince them that that's the new iPhone 10 and like yeah. do a whole Conan O'Brien thing. Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. Or, yeah, and, and beyond the, the comedic value, which is probably not, <laughs> probably we're probably placing our, our comedy too high, but I think there actually is some, you know, value to this is like, why are you actually buying an iPhone? You know, have you given thought to that? Or is it it's probably more of a brand appreciation type of thing? Yeah. So anyways, I'll see you in line. Okay, sounds good. All right, I want to talk briefly about two other devices that I'm still in the process of testing out, but I wanted to give folks a sense for what they're about. One is the new Garmin Speak. This is the $150 Alexa device. I'm holding it here in my hands for people who are listening on the radio or the podcast. This is a tiny device. Um, the diameter is just a little bit more than a quarter. I'd say maybe quarter and a half in terms of the actual device. And this mounts, unfortunately, on your windshield. I was really hoping, and this is one reason I haven't tested it thoroughly, that I was going to be able to mount it on my dash. But this whole idea is it brings Alexa into your car for $150, connects to your Bluetooth stereo, and uses the connection on your phone. But 
when you put it on your dashboard, which to me seems a lot more safe than putting it on your windshield. I'm yeah. worried that if I try to take it off my windshield, it'll crack something. When you put it on your dashboard like this, it's upside down. It's meant to be mounted with the mount on top of it onto the windshield. First bummer for me on this particular device. The other thing is that the cord, they then suggest, running up through and around the borders of your windshield all the way down to wherever you have the cigarette lighter to charge it, which seems really convoluted. It is a giant long cord, so it works, but... Ugh, and, you're, I, and you're responsible for like somehow making sure it like they sticks say, there. tuck it into the borders, oh, which uh, seems really unrealistic. So kind of a, an initial womp womp on this one in yeah. terms of exactly how it works and, and how it's implemented. I, I was really excited about this because it's essentially going to retrofit your car stereo to work with Alexa via your phone. Oops. And there goes the other one. There goes Alexa in <laughs> the background. Over. She's everywhere. <laughs> she's, she's everywhere. So that, that was my hope. I'll keep trying it and I'll see if I can get it to, to work in my car. I've got a 2007 Camry, so it would be a true retrofit. I don't even have like CarPlay or any other, any other fancy stuff that would, would allow it. So that again is the Garmin Speak. It's currently available uh, through Amazon, an Alexa device that also provides basically uh, turn-by-turn directions um, for your car for $150. So we also have in the category of things that I'm currently still testing but uh, have not yet fully uh, experienced yet, the brand new Echo. This is the new $100 Echo, and you can see how it compares to the original, which we've got right here. It is a much smaller device. So this is the original Echo, and the new Echo is just about two-thirds the height it's a little bit thicker and wider, but uh, clearly Amazon has done a lot of new engineering on this device. The one thing I noticed immediately is that the ability to manually control the volume like you can on the original Echo, that, in, in terms of the uh, turning the, the actual ring, that's no longer there. They replaced that instead with manual control buttons, more like you would get on uh, other Echoes. It's kind of a bummer. I like, I like turning the the knob turning the knob on the on the top of the echo so that is one difference the sound quality though is much better and also uh, it is a cheaper device at a hundred dollars so this is the basically the new flagship echo it is it's sort of the new hey if you're going to get an echo this is the one you're going to get um, it has some a lot of interesting fabrics for some of the exteriors it costs about twenty dollars more so you're going to pay a premium but um, the cool thing that i love is since everything works through the alexa app I was able to fire this up, and within you know 10 seconds of setting it up, I was controlling everything through this new Echo that I've been controlling through the previous Echoes. Mm. Amazon has done a really good job of integrating that way to where you can use multiple Echoes to control the things in your house, like your smart homes, once you do one setup. So yeah. that, 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 That's that important, is pretty cool. Making that seamless. Yeah. It looks, you know, back to the design, it looks much more belongs in your home versus the original maybe a little bit more of an industrial i'm not a design expert but this just it looks better you'd rather have this on rather your... the newer one yeah it just looks like it fits on your on your countertop or whatever versus this is maybe more of a uglier i guess yeah I it know. is it is just a little bit more functional and utilitarian any other features of it i mean so it has better sound it's smaller it's cheaper those those are the main things those Got are it. the main things new colors um and, and overall, just a, a, a better design, they say. I got to say, we have the uh, the Echo Show in our house now. Yeah. It has become indispensable. Everybody really? is using it. And I got to say, the screen 
game changer. Makes all the difference. Makes all the difference because mm-hmm. you're able to essentially, you know, just see things, say things, you know, watch shows. My daughter, I came home the other day, my daughter was watching a video on one of them, which I'm actually not so happy about. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's got all sorts of functionality. Huh. All right, so that's a quick sneak peek ahead at some of the devices we're working on and reviewing in the GeekWire Geared Up Labs. Can I say that? That's, that sounds great. Coming up next, we have a live demo where we are going to be trying out these new Play Impossible Game Balls, Bluetooth-connected game balls that are really cool and really fun. Not everything I expected them to be, but still a lot of fun to play with. You're listening to Geared Up on GeekWire, and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back to Geared Up on GeekWire. I'm Todd Bishop here with Taylor Soper, who is in for Andrew Edwards this week. Taylor, you've covered this company that we're about to talk about next. It's called Play Impossible. It is a Seattle-based startup, and they have a product that they just came out with. It's available at Target and Amazon called the Game Ball. It's a connected Bluetooth device, and it allows you to play a bunch of mini-games through your smartphone or coming soon, they say, the Fire TV. Yep. And uh, iPhone or Android. You've seen a bunch of demos from these folks. What have been your takeaways? What should people know about the Play Impossible Game Ball, which we're about to try out here in a moment? We are. So the idea is cool and it makes sense. You know, technology has been built for decades to mostly keep us sitting down and staring at screens and not moving. So the co-founders of this company, Play Impossible, have thought of a way to use technology to actually make us more active. Um, and so it's cool. And so the price point is one issue I may have. And maybe as so a 100 bucks a ball. 100 bucks a ball. I mean, it seems a little expensive, but we'll, we'll see how it, how it goes. But they've built a lot of really cool mini games in this that are creative and innovative, uh, but also let you do more traditional sports, you know, just throwing it uh, as you might think of that way. So it's a good combination of new games that they've basically invented. Uh, also combining just with traditional, let's play with the ball and throw it around type of idea. Yeah. So a couple things to know and things that were eye-opening to me. You're not supposed to kick this, throw it hard against a wall. You're not supposed to bat it with a bat. So you're not going to be playing baseball with this because it has the potential to damage it. It's more about mini games and things that are under a little bit more control. So use your hands, not your feet. Although it does mimic a mini soccer ball more than anything, I think. It it does. And the balls, as I understand it, are made by Bodden, which is the very popular sports equipment company based here in the Seattle area. This is an all Seattle product. Yeah, absolutely. So the other thing to know is that you end up charging them with this little wand. And it's, it's interesting. You only get about an hour of gameplay per charge. But the cool thing is, and I'll show you how to do this, so you can hear it charge. So it's 74, 77, it's 79, 80, 86, 88, 90. So it is now at 100% charge, that's just actually, like that. That's amazing. So that's, yeah. and that takes like 10 seconds. So do you charge that then? Yeah, No, this has uh, uh, batteries in it. Okay. I, oh, I believe okay. they're the AA or AAA batteries in the wand. So the idea is you, the idea is you take the wand with you yes, when you go exactly. play. Yeah, and you need to have that wand. It's key. And so there's a variety of games you can play. Um, I've been playing this uh, with my daughter quite a bit. And for me, just to take a step back, we featured this in a segment, a session at the GeekWire Summit called Inventions We Love. I've made a tradition of picking at least one invention from that session that we have each year and buying the device myself. So this is the latest example. I put out 200 bucks of my own money to, <laughs> to get these uh, game balls. The previous one was the Koros smart helmet, which I'm still using. Really? This is the whole Bluetooth connected. Bone conduction. B- bone, yeah, bone induction. Bone induction. Is it bone induction? At any rate, they, they basically play the sound through your bones. Um, bike helmet. 
So you're so, still using it. I'm still using it. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and I have a hunch. I think these things will be around. My yeah. daughter, who's six years old, really gets into this stuff. She loves the Connect. So it's video games, but it's it's activity. And she loves to, to be able to play with the game balls. In fact, the last couple of nights, she's been getting her reading done early, her school homework done early, so we could play with these game balls. I got to say, they're, they're, I, I try to avoid using the word magical when describing companies, but there is something cool about touching it, tapping it, throwing it, and have, having the technology kind of respond to you in an instant. They, I think they... There we go. They've done a good job of keeping it simple, I think, but also, you know, it's a it's a complex product to put together. So it is, and and I will say that the app takes a little bit of learning. Right. So you you got to spend a little bit of time with the app and figure out because they've got different sections for different things, and you actually have to quit one section to go into another, which I'm doing right here. So let's just give you a sense first for the sport labs. So this. So this is the ability to basically see exactly what the ball's doing. So right now I'm going to throw it up in the air and spin it. Oop, actually, it's your ball that's connected, Taylor. Oh, I have a good Taylor. throw there. It's your ball that's connected, Taylor. 674 rotations per minute. Right, and so you can say, okay, what about height? That's cool. So, so it knows exactly how much you've done it. It knows exactly how much air time. 0.9 seconds of air time. This is cool, and you could we could just play a game right now. Who could throw it higher? Who yeah, could throw it faster? Exactly, and then so that's sort of the the sport labs as they call it. So I'm going to quit out of that. I'm going to go to the other games, and then you can do head to head. So there's games like Keep Away and Duel with the two balls. You do Skyscraper where you're basically like building uh, something virtually, and then here's one of my favorites, Taylor Splash. It's like a virtual water balloon game where let's do free play. So you have to catch it softly. If you catch it with the palm of your hands, just like a water balloon, it'll it'll sense it and it'll explode. So let's go. Here we go. We're throwing it back and forth. Now let me see if I can splash it. Okay. Okay, I'll do it. So I grabbed it too hard and it splashed. So you can envision you're out on a field and you've got the phone and you're, you know, you're holding the phone, but you're, Tossing it way far and seeing if you can catch it without splashing, splashing it. it. That's yeah, cool. A lot, lot of fun. Um, and then, of course, uh, we go back here and you have a showdown. So you can do head to head play. And this is the one that uh, John Blue Cook and I did. So you double tap, Taylor. You'll be red. Oh, maybe I'm blue. Okay. Go ahead. Red player, double tap your game ball. Okay. All right. Nice. So now. Let's see. Let's do shake. Let's see who can shake the ball more. Okay. I know this was the one that we did at the Geekwire Summit. Let's do it again. Shake the game ball until you gain 3,000 points. Okay, you ready? For this. You ready? Okay. 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 I got you. I'm, oh, red's ahead. Red's leading. Red's leading. Okay. Are you red or am I red? I don't know. Wow. <laughs> 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 That's a workout. My arms are sore. <laughs> I wish I knew who won. <laughs> Everyone's a winner. <laughs> so a lot of fun. Um, let's see. Let's try one more here. Ooh. Push our luck here. Um, we did reaction. Oh, air spin was a good one. Remember we did that one. Let's do this one. So a sprint. Toss and spin until you reach 25 spins. Three, two, one, go. Okay. So we're, okay, we're tossing the balls in the air and spinning them, and it's counting. Who's 
Okay, blue wins. I can't. I, I can't remember who's 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 who. That is. <laughs> well, red won once and blue won once. Yeah, exactly. So, so we go. each can claim some victory. At any rate, I've been having a ton of fun with them. I like the size of the balls. Yeah, they basically fit in the hand. You can palm them very easily. They're good for kids. You know, and, and the other cool thing is, it's clear that they're going to be updating this app, and you'll be getting new mini games along the way. I like the concept. You know, the app could be a little bit more user friendly. I like the big text, but it's easy to get lost in terms of where exactly you are. The balls do uh, deplete pretty quickly, um, and it would be nice if you could you could basically. But then, then look at that. It's so cool to charge them up. I mean, it, <laughs> it sounds cool. so cool. I love the sound effects that they've done in these things. So there, so ball forty seven is charging up here. Let me try it one more time. There it goes. So That's yeah, pretty cool. it's 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 a really cool experience. I love all the little touches they've got here for a version one product. I've been really impressed with how well it works. Yeah, I think it does fit into this whole trend of sensors in yep. balls, and not just for kids and games like this, but you know the NFL is starting to do this in footballs to basically glean all the data they can from the ball movement. Um, and this is a really good example of using it just for games for kids or even adults. I think it's fun for us to play this too. So cool way of, you know, now that the, the, the technology is kind of ready and it's here to integrate it with this and see how, how do, how do people actually interact with it and do they enjoy it? And what does, what can you do with the data? To me, that's one of the most remark remarkable things. If you go back to the sport labs, you know, the, the precision with which this is measuring, right. um, this particular device is just, it's incredible. So. I mean, like, it's like literally airtime is, I mean, it's, it's amazing in terms of RPMs here. Ooh. I mean, you, I mean, like you can, you can see, I mean, like just small variations in, I mean, that is down to the, you know, the, just the small amount of rotation there. And force too, as well. Yeah, force. So, so let's. Yeah. You can see with this kind of data, it's kind of a, uh, raw template for them to create all sorts of other games. I mean, they've got some really neat measurements here that they can just fashion into different types of games. So. Yeah, and I think it's fun, but it's also, I mean, you think about, as you said, the data, they can probably create a lot of competitions, leaderboards, that, you know, using all the numbers here, who's the, who can throw it the highest, who had the longest water balloon toss. So a lot of opportunity here, and we'll see if uh, how the reviews come in and also if people are willing to pay this much for the product but for you think you, 100 bucks is too much i mean if it means i think there's maybe some value outside of what we're just doing for example your daughter is excited about it it's getting her active you'd yeah. probably rather have to have her do that than sit in front of her ipad for three hours at night absolutely so there's probably beyond monetary value there's just some some you know benefits there so and we were playing this primarily over the weekend when it was raining so we were in the house but i really want to get this thing out on a field with frankly i want to get it out with like another adult <laughs> and try like the, yeah. the the 30 yard water balloon thing you know right. like that would be really fun like maybe we should go out and do that after this show that's that a good would be idea fun. Yeah, yeah let's do it and uh, i'm sure it's probably exciting for the the the, the company too as i mentioned leaderboards but maybe there could be a plan possible league or something where you guys should get, you, 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 they're almost creating a new sport, essentially, which is kind of cool, using yeah, technology. Yeah, you can see this being the first step towards something much bigger. Um, the other thing that would be cool for them to add would be like a GPS tracker, like a Find My Game Ball thing, which we talked about on stage at the GeekWire Summit, and you could tell from the CEO's look that I, I would not be surprised if they were working on that feature. I think so. <laughs> so, all right. So that is the Play Impossible Game Ball. It's available for $100 for each ball. 
um, for, for, for any ball, and you can get um, as many as you want there, um, at Amazon and Target. I actually got this on Target.com because it was available there before it was available on Amazon. And so uh, that's, again, the Play Impossible Game Ball. We will link from the show notes on GeekWire to everything we talked about this week on Geared Up. Thanks for uh, having your Geared Up fun. debut. That was geeky. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Todd Bishop. And I'm Taylor Soper. Andrew Edwards will be back next week. Thanks for listening to Geared Up on GeekWire. Thanks for listening to Geared Up, the weekly tech and gadget podcast. Check out more of Andrew's reviews at youtube.com slash gearlive and follow all of our coverage at geekwire.com.